Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Toddcast. My name is Jack Terry. I'm your host for this afternoon's special edition. It is a special edition. When asked how I was going to celebrate almost being 50 years old, I was given a list of options. Being a South Florida resident, I could have gone to the beach. I could have gone to an amusement park here in Florida. We, uh, we apparently believe in the herd immunity thing, and we've opened everything back up like a race to the gates of hell. <laughs> Uh, I could have gone to the movies even. There's a new Christopher Nolan movie out that I've heard spectacularly mixed reviews on uh, that I'm interested in wasting my three and a half hours on because I want to know what I'm missing. Or I could have done nothing. It being Monday, it's my first day off of work. Um, went out last night, celebrated a little too much perhaps. Um, so I spent most of the day as it is just relaxing around the house. But I didn't think any of that was nearly as exciting as the possibility of having this very special guest on my show today. Uh, you may know him from stage, screen, and radio. You may know him from the street corner holding a sign giving directions. Or you may know him from his wonderful reviews of parking lots in and around the Simi Valley area. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to introduce an old dear friend of mine, Mr. Todd Anderson. Oh, thanks for having me on your show, Jack. And happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday? Jesus. 49, Lord. 49. I got, 49. Uh, I'm, got in, I'm in like the, the, the bell lap to my 50s. Right, you right. Know, this is you're, my last trip. Your last your last year of 40s. That's cool. Exactly. I know. I just like, I don't want to like start by correcting pronunciations and stuff. But just so you know, it's Simi Valley. See me, Valley, not me. not okay. Simi, and I'm pretty sure your show is called the Toncast and not the Toddcast. Really? Uh, you said well, the Toddcast. So I forget. <laughs> so it's weird. It's yeah. perfect to have me as a guest if your show is actually called the Toddcast. That would be cool. Only interviewing people named Todd. I, I have tried that. That's why I've only done one episode so far. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know too many people named Todd. There's there's you. There's and then there's Todd Robbins. Uh, my old boss from when I worked in the sideshow, Todd Michalik, I went to school with. Uh, there's a Todd in Key West I know, but he's kind of a jerk, and I don't really like talking to him in person. So I'm certainly not going to waste time on the computer with him. Is he really a jerk, or is it just the Todd stereotype that makes you say that? Um, he, uh, if there is a Todd stereotype as Todd's being jerks, he is the guy who sets the benchmark for it. I see, I um, see. So, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's not so much he's a jerk. It's just he's he's a, he's a, he's a loose cannon. Let's put it that way. A loose cannon. Uh, so yeah. So being around him can be uh, a a harrowing experience. It's dangerous. He's it one of those dangerous. those types of guys. I yeah. see. Because often the Todd stereotype is, you know, uh, like a a rich, yuppie, snotty douchebag. Um, I can see that. Having grown up in Connecticut. Uh, that is a, a very stereotypical person in general for people in that region. Uh, and they're usually referred to as Todds and Buffies. Buffies one, and Todds. One for the male, one for the female, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Why uh, they usually have the matching sweaters tied around their neck. Sure, sure, sure. Because they don't actually know how to put sweaters on. They don't. They don't. They, they can't don't. figure uh, it out. They actually they pay someone to put the sweaters on them. 
if a sweater is ever necessary. Right. And if, if there isn't help there, then they don't know how to do it, so they just tie it around exactly. their neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a little tiny cape. It becomes... Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. It is their version of a superhero costume, and in uh, the, usually also has a tennis racket with them that they don't know how to use. I'm surprised Buffy is is the word is the name, because Buffy now is so associated with a vampire slayer, right? Well, very much so. But I think it's uh, it, it dates back. The stereotype dates back to I would think the 50s and 60s when the middle class, the upper middle class really exploded in places like southwestern Connecticut where you get all the rich money from New York, uh, the country club lifestyle. Mm, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, you know I, I would like to think that back then, 60 years ago, whatever, Buffy was a more common, I would hope, nickname. I would like to believe that nobody at witnessing the miracle of their child being born said, I'm going to name you Buffy. Well, these days, you'd never know with the namings what, of children. People, yeah, people have gone pretty crazy, you know. yeah. Um, my favorite is every so often you see this stat come back around. The number of children who are named ESPN. Really? Versions of that. How is that pronounced? Uh, Espen. Espen? Espen. Some will at least go the distance and put an I or an E uh -huh. uh, between the P and the N. Uh, but others will just... You know, and and there are always, you know, you get you hear the stories of that name being rejected by the, I don't know, register of names, whoever hands out birth certificates. So yeah. my favorite dumb name story, I was working at a Pizzeria Uno in New York City, the one on Third uh, Avenue. And there was a picture on the, the uh, bulletin board in back of two, you know, like five month old kids. It was from the newspaper. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. Maybe it's one of the cooks or kids featured. No, somebody posted it because they wanted us to recognize the names of these twin children. Hennessy and Alizé. They're named after uh, booze. They're named after cognac products. Ah. ah. I'd like to think that's probably what the parents were consuming when the kids were conceived. You never know. That's interesting. I have an aunt who has always named her, and she doesn't drink, which is funny, uh, but she always names her dogs after booze. Really? Yeah. She had a dog named Remy, uh, another one named Bailey. You know, I, I don't know why, but she always named her dogs after booze. That's a... Uh, did she ever drink in the past? Uh, like she recovering I mean, I, this is her way of No, I mean, or? no, she just wasn't a, wasn't a drinker. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I, I never, really, never really asked why the booze. Uh, I, I guess they just like like name it there but it, it's the dogs you know it's not yeah, exactly it's That's not the human babies it's it's yeah. different with yeah. dogs the, you can the be dog is not someday gonna dogs. run for office and then right. have to explain this name to people right 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 and giving a dog a silly name is is fun i i prefer dogs with names that aren't human like when people name their dog pete or whatever i find yeah. i think that's you're not going full creative with your dog's name and it's weird because uh, you know if you hang out with someone named pete and you're like come here pete could be insulting to the human pete i think i am um, i remember seeing one meme where it's the person's talking about their neighbor and they've been referring to the neighbor as brian for like six months or two like some that's the name of the dog that's the the person confused the name of the dog with the name of the person, and it finally I guess the guy just let it go until finally at one point said you know by the way 
Brian's my dog, I'm actually Steve or whoever, you know. Right. It's, it, this is funny. very Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Exactly. Um, the thing I find, not funny, but interesting, have you ever met a dog named Fido or Rex or King, like, like the typical dog names? No. Well, yeah. I've met a lot of dogs named Daisy, which I think really? is a, a classic girl dog name. Yeah. 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 I, I had a that. I had a dog named Daisy growing up. What kind of dog was it? She was a a mix of uh I think either golden retriever or golden lab and uh pointer, you know, a okay. a hunting dog. She was very neurotic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Describe describe some of these neuroses. Well, she thought that all UPS guys were the enemy for <laughs> anyone who showed up. And if you showed up like wearing a brown suit, like not even like a UPS uniform, if you were all in brown, she would have a problem with you. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you look like a giant <laughs> piece of walking shit. I don't know. But she hated that. And then when she got older, she she would... Like, if people would come to the door, she'd just bark, like, go crazy. But she was also yeah. terrified, you know? So if someone walked into the house, and then she would lose control of her bowels and just make a trail of shit all over the house that I would have to clean up. Uh, and then... And she would, um, like, sometimes just... If she was startled, she'd, she'd nip at you. Like, one time, she would sleep in she my... what? She nip, you know, like if okay. if you came up on her from behind and like scratched her without her realizing you were there, she might nip you. And I was, she would sleep in my bed, you know, at the foot of my bed. And one day I just I moved my feet in my sleep, and she lurched up and and bit me in the nose. Jesus! So, so she wasn't allowed to sleep in my bed after that. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, a good idea. But this is, I mean, she didn't mean it. She just, she was neurotic. She was an abused puppy. We, we, we adopted her. Seriously, that's why she was, she was freaked out. And she mellowed for a while, but then she got old and rickety. She started getting Probably because she couldn't hear very well or see very well. Those things tend to cause anxiety. Like, I have, I got a sky in my eye over the weekend. And I could see, but, you know, every time I would blink, you know, I'd, I'd get goo on my eyeball. And that would freak me out. So imagine, if, you know, your, your eyesight's going and you're just a dumb dog. Yeah, dog. Hang on, you're, uh, 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 you're, I'm not hearing you. You're all, there's something up with your, your mic, I think. No. I heard crackling, and then it, it something happened. Huh. Um, now I hear you. I don't know what that okay. was. I don't know. They're, they're brand new earbuds, so... It, it wouldn't be the earbuds unless you're talking on a microphone on the earbuds. Is that it? Right there. Oh, it's probably just the connection uh, uh, of your headset into your yeah. computer. Uh, but it Can sounds all right me? now. Yeah, you sound okay. fine now. Oh, and then you just you just went away too. He sounded fine. And just, not gonna get it. It went away. Uh, I can't hear you. At all. There's something. There's something wrong with your connection. I mean, it's in. It's. 
What did you just do? I just I'm just like kind of jamming the headset thing into the computer more. Yeah, there's it's got to be a connection issue uh, with your uh with the headphone uh or the port cuz something happens. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but you just got to be leave my hand right there and keep it jammed in. There. <laughs> I can't... Like my finger in the dike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reminds me of the time I used to hang out at the lesbian bar. Um but anyway, we got we, we adopted this. We got this that's like a on. joke from Good Morning Vietnam. That's you can't make those jokes anymore. <laughs> I like, well, hopefully, like hopefully Robin. Here. Robin Williams could get away with that in 1988, but you can't do that now. I'm 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 channeling his memory. I'm, I'm doing it in honor of him. I uh, mean, I I guess Bill Burr probably does shit like that. So I don't know. Who am I to judge? But we had figured out with the dog, um, whoever had owned it, had been a, had beat it with a stick, um, paid to fix, like broke the dog's hip, paid to fix it. But like anytime, like there was a pool table at my aunt's house, anytime anyone was playing pool, the dog would freak out. And apparently the guy who owned the dog looked just like my brother's best friend. Because whenever Gene White came over the house, the dog lost its mind. It would back under the sofa, it fur would be up. It'd just be growling. It, he wouldn't come out as long as Gene was in the house, uh, which is funny because Gene is now a veterinarian. Uh, <laughs> so he's probably someone who likes animals more than most. But yeah, yeah, Chumley just wouldn't, nothing to do with him. Huh. Just couldn't be bothered. Just didn't like this one person named Gene. One that's, person. That's very strange. No. Very strange. But, uh, huh. How many pets did you have as a kid? Uh, at a time? Or uh, oh, in general, you know. Uh, when I was little, like, did you we always had, have some pet, or you know, yeah, we always you... had a dog, yeah. uh, and then often a cat as well. Uh, we our first dog was um, uh, her name was Allie. Uh, she was a fox terrier, and she would she was very patient with. Me as a little kid, you know, because I'd sit on her like I like she was like a I don't know, like a beanbag chair or some shit. I'd sit on the dog and she wouldn't do anything like <laughs> later on. Obviously, Daisy, my second dog, she yeah. would bite the shit out of you if you sat on her. But Allie was very cool. But Allie also she would she did this thing I mean, we lived in a small town, but she would disappear for days on end, you know, Cause, you know, we'd let her out in the yard. We yeah. lived in the woods, so she'd go out in the yard, and then she'd just take off. And then we'd hear, like, my mother would run into somebody in the middle of town. And we're like, I think I think we saw your dog running all, along the tree line at the edge of our property. And they would, they would be on the opposite side of town from us. So that And then she'd, she'd always come back, you know. Okay. But she just, she had a wandering spirit, I guess. Huh. So I had her. And did you ever find out if other people were feeding her or she was just fending for herself? Or She must have gotten food. Maybe what she, uh, over time, probably developed a, you know, uh, a route she would take to houses where she could get some water or a treat or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but then she died and we got Daisy. And then we got a cat. And it was a, a, an orange cat male who my mother and sister decided should be named Buttercup. 
It's a cat, you know. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Uh, and he was the best cat ever. Like he was cool. He would he would get up on my shoulders and drape himself around me like a scarf. Oh. He was very sweet, very friendly, and and just the chillest, nicest cat. And then we went on vacation to Florida, which is what you know you grow up in New England. That's where you go vacation yeah. in, in Florida. Oh, yeah. That's where my grandparents were, so that's where we would go down there. But we left the cat at my aunt's house, so we wouldn't have to pay for boarding her. And my aunt had a cat, and my cat got out and then ran away and never came back. So I just hope Buttercup found another home somewhere uh, in in New Hampshire uh, rather than got at by a bear or something. <laughs> uh, and then we got... With Daisy, we had another cat who was a white cat. We named Dusty because he just had one little gray patch uh, on his white head. Uh, And he was a total dick. He hated everyone in the family but me. I was the only one that he would hang out with. um, And uh, and he would leave me uh, the heads of small animals outside my bedroom door uh, on a regular basis. It's Um, a sign of love and respect. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what they say. Yeah, it's kind of dark. A little, it's a little, it's a little morbid. Um, it, it was like uh, being in a shitty version of The Godfather. It was just like a <laughs> a bunny's head uh, outside my door. I would have to think any version of The Godfather that's not the original would be a shitty version of The Godfather. Well, The Godfather you know, too is yeah, good. Yeah. So I had a, a buddy of mine had a cat that was. Um, similar in temperament, hated everybody and everything. Um, partially, I think, because of the way my friend raised him from the time it was a kitten. They were just, him and his cousin, they were sharing a house, were just kind of roughhouse with him. And part of it, too, I think the cat was just, the cat was one of those um, Hemingway cats. I can never pronounce. But he had, he had an extra paw, he had extra toes on the front right paw, and the front left paw had, had a toe that had three toes on it. Whoa. Like the extra toe had three little, three little mini toes coming off of it. So I think that's going to kind of mess with anyone's head. Uh, but the cat hated everyone and everything. Uh, the only person who could pet it that wasn't my buddy or his wife, my mom, for some reason. Huh. Like the cat tolerated my mom. But the, just to give an example of how mean this cat was, there was four steps down from the living room into the kitchen. The cat would sit on the counter right at the steps, and every time their 100-pound chocolate lab came through, the cat would just swipe at the dog's face <laughs> just, to, just to do it. Um, so, yeah, so Fatty was, and they, they did, they named him Fatty even when he was a kitten, and he grew to be like 25 pounds, and he was, you know, um, he was a beast. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't completely unhappy to see him pass away because yeah. um, yeah. I knew I would not bleed anymore when I went to my friend's house. But. Yeah, some, sometimes you get, you get saddled with a douchebag cat. Cats are yeah. uh, unpredictable, but when they're douchey, they are douchey. I mean, Dusty wasn't... He just didn't like anybody. He wasn't mean, really. Um, he was mean to the dog, and the dog was terrified of, of him. And actually, when Dusty was a kitten, you know, my, my mother and sister came home with him. And we got the dog, Daisy, and put the kitten down in the living room carpet. You know, so they could sniff each other out. And Daisy, as I said, is terrified of everything. So she was getting close and she leaned in to like smell Dusty and Dusty just batted her right in the nose. Just hit her right in the nose. And that was it. They were never 
they were never friends after that. Did you ever have any like exotic pets or was it all just cats and dogs? No, well, nothing exotic. We had we had guinea pigs. We had a couple guinea yep. pigs. We had one named Patches and another one named Big Mac. And then we had a turtle for a while. Uh, and goldfish occasionally. <laughs> nothing exotic though. No uh, birds. I had nothing. We had like guinea pigs, had hamsters. Um, I had mice for a while and then I forgot to feed them. Um, so bad things happen. Oh, um, they die. So we used to, I used to have lizards. Oh, uh, uh-huh. and the funny thing is it's the same lizards that live here. It's just the little chameleons. Um, and every time I see him scamper, I just think of how I used to spend five bucks a lizard and have to buy the mealworms. And now I've got all the pets in the world just running aimlessly. Do you get a lot of lizards that, that come into your domicile? Uh, not a lot, but every so often uh, I will find, you know, I'll find one hanging out. Um, the, uh, the doors and the windows here are pretty loose, so it's easy for them to sneak in. I, did, I saw one a couple months ago. It had gotten in, and I hadn't noticed them. And I'd closed the window, and the windows, they're on cranks, so they kind of, you know, pivot in and out. And I guess he was sitting on top of the window when I closed it, and I didn't see him because it's up behind the shades. Uh, and I come home the next day, I'm like, oh, look, there's the blizzard. He's, and then I look close, and I realize I had basically cut him in half. Oh. Um, and I had pinned him in there, and that's, that's how he died. So when I took him out, it was lizard, flat part, lizard type of thing. <laughs> So it's you know, and I felt bad. I like the lizards. I don't. They don't bother me. I I'll tell you what. A couple of weeks ago, because we have tons of little lizards in our on our property, because we have native plants and there's lots of places for them to hide and sun themselves and stuff. And there's some really little ones, you know, because they're making babies all the time. And I like without even without meaning to, I was just walking. I just stepped on one and just smushed him. I felt terrible. I felt horrible. And then my wife called me a murderer, and it was, it was an accident. It was an accidental death. I felt terrible. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like uh, Michael Palin's ca- character in Fish Called Wanda. You know, he was, he's supposed to kill an old lady, and he keeps accidentally killing her dogs instead. And he's an animal lover, so he's really fucked up about it. That's the way I felt. It was totally accidental. I mean, I wasn't even trying to kill anybody at all. Yeah. I was yeah. just walking, and I accidentally yeah. killed this thing. I, I felt awful. Um, but what kind of lizards are they, though? Are they are they the chameleon? Are they just like... No, they're like little... I don't know. They're like little gecko-type things, I guess. Right. See, because for, for some reason, I just don't think... Um, I just don't think of, of California as lizard country. And obviously, California is a huge state. Um, but I guess it's it's that I have these I have this misperception about geography, and I had I had the same when I moved here. Like I thought, Tampa to Naples was like twenty minutes. It's two hours. Mm. Like I think with you have, I just think at Los Angeles, right? Know? And you probably live somewhere that if you you were to bring someone there who had never been to Los Angeles, would you know they're not? It's not at all like it's a suburban town. Yeah, I mean, I always describe L.A. as a sprawling suburb of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which it is. But I'm not even yeah. in, technically, I'm not even in Los Angeles County anymore. Simi's, oh, really? Simi's the first stop in Ventura County, okay. you, know, uh, uh, you know, heading west, I guess, outside of San Fernando Valley. Got it. And everybody just calls 
this whole area, the valley, even though this is a different valley than the valley over there, but it, people still think of it as a valley. But CME's got a, a particular reputation of being, you know, Trumpian. Yeah. Um, it's it's conservative. I, I don't I don't like using the word conservative anymore because it it it, it doesn't really uh, describe. <laughs> no no no. It doesn't describe the people that I'm talking about. Um, th- but people who you know wave Trump flags and have I mean like we have people who have like a a parade once a week a, a Trump parade through town it's just like a bunch of people with their giant pickup trucks and they fl- uh, fly flags off on the auspices of being pro cop you know blue lives yeah. matter uh and trump flags and all that stuff uh and and what they do is they uh, honk their horns and make an immense amount of noise which is disturbing the peace yeah. uh, which is something that somebody could call the cops on them for uh, and then often when they go, to, they'll park somewhere and set off fireworks, <laughs> which is fucking illegal. And we're in the middle of uh, fire season yeah. uh, and it's dry and windy as shit. And they're setting off fireworks because they're pro cop. It's just really interesting. It's interesting to be pro cop and then not obey the law because, yeah, yeah because you're white and you don't have well, to. And, and, and it, it, to me, it kind of comes down to then. The question of is this blatant hypocrisy or is it just ignorance and hubris? You know, I think it's definitely hubris. I, I definitely think it's ignorance, uh, yeah. uh, coupled with racism. I mean, there's no oh, yeah. there's no two ways about it. If you're flying a Blue Lives Matter flag, you're a racist. Sorry, uh, that's a bummer for you to know and hassle with. And that probably, if you know, if any of these people are listening to this, they're getting very, very angry at me. How dare you call me a racist? Well, you gotta, you you fly a Trump flag, you're a racist. That's how. I mean, well, that's 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 just it. It's it's the, and I I was talking with a a friend a couple months ago. Come to find out, he he's a Trumper, um, and I I work with his wife, and she's not. It's you know it, it's and she fully admits it's a little awkward between them. Uh, everything else is great, but anyway, we get talking about politics after we've been drinking, which of course is something you should never do. No, no. no. Um, and he's going on and on about the economy and all the good things he's done, and I, you know me well enough to know I'm a jackass sometimes. I finally just turned and said, "So can I grab your wife by the pussy then?" Uh huh. And he shut the hell right up. Um, we didn't talk much the rest of that day, and, and we get along fine. But it's just, but it's this thing that people are like, oh well, he's good at this and he's good at that. Yeah, and he's also a racist, sexist, misogynistic piece of garbage. Well, and he's also not good at any of the things that any no, okay. of these people listening. Your friend was yeah. regurgitating what he was told. Oh yeah. He, there is no critical thinking. I mean, th- this country is got a serious problem with critical thinking regardless of political uh where you are in the political spectrum but one thing's for sure is anyone who supports trump does not think critically at all and what they're what they're comfortable with is the way they were brought up in their churches and the way that they were brought up in their schools and they get this garbage information that may or may not be true or based on facts and then they regurgitate it you know, at a cocktail party with friends so they can own liberals. That's their whole thing. It's very interesting, by the way, that their whole thing is about owning. You know? Well, that's, that's a nice, that's a, that's, that's a nice uh, slave mentality, you know, type of thing. It, it is, you know, 
Uh, it is, um, oh God, what's the word? It's, it's like, it, it's a covert racism thing. You know, it's like, it, it is, you know, to the point where it's almost probably subconscious to a lot of them. Like they're not, you know, they're not actually thinking, you know, but it is, it, it, it follows that along. They need to be in power and part of being in power for people like them in generations past were literally owning people. The, yeah, this is what you I'm know. saying. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what they want to do again. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, yeah. I mean, my favorite is when people bring up, oh, well, look how good the economy is. No, no. It's look how good Wall Street is. And Wall Street's good because of the stupid tax breaks again. I mean, the, the economy everywhere is in shambles because nobody's going to work. Yeah. The you know, unemployment's at record high. You know, people are getting laid off and furloughed and, and no unemployment benefit. The economy's crap. I haven't worked all year. I, I yeah. you, you tell me the economy's great. I'm telling you that it's not because I haven't no. worked all fucking year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know they see oh the stock market's up, which now again it's down because cases are spiking again, and you know, but well, I mean the only reason the stock stock it's just like you say it's it, yeah. it's because of the tax breaks and 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 corporate uh, bailouts. I mean, we've are this Corona thing. They won't send us money. I mean, except for like twelve hundred dollars in June yeah. or whenever it was. Uh, but they they've bailed out corporations of all kinds, not small businesses. Corporations of all kinds, the Catholic Church. You know, it's it. The stock market is doing well because the stock market keeps getting bailed out by taxpayers. That's it. Exactly. So the exactly. economy does is not good because. Pretty soon, all the taxpayers aren't going to be able to pay taxes because they don't have fucking jobs and they don't have any money. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You know, ten percent of nothing is nothing, <laughs> or whatever the tax rate is these days. Uh oh. You froze up on me. Yo, you froze. Can you hear me? And I'm not sure what to do about it. You you froze. I am texting you, there, you, you froze. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. We seem to be experiencing technical difficulties here. Please stand by. Oh, oh boy. It's just me now. Todd seems to have had to take another call on his. Oh, we will be getting back to this program very shortly, we hope. Yeah, the internet's out. I know. Do this the old-fashioned way. Uh, Todd is taking care of technical issues on the other end of the uh, spectrum here, uh, so he will be back with us shortly. Um, partner, uh, is it back, back on? We'll talk more about pets and politics. Second half of this show. Uh, possibly talk about why we don't talk about politics and religion. Uh, I have an interesting theory about that. Okay. Uh, being a bartender, those are the four words that made me very happy and successful bartender. No politics, no religion. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll talk about the history of Todd and I. We'll talk about the aging process. As I say today, I am turning 49. I technically turned 49. Todd Anderson is the host now. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Yeah, my... Uh Hang on one sec. Ugh. All right. Sorry about all right. that. It, we're, it's all uh, right. Uh, Simi Valley, if you don't know, means Windy Valley. 
And we okay. have very high winds today, so something must have really? knocked something out. Yeah. Like, now describe high wind. Like, what are we talking here? Thirty mile an hour, fifty mile an hour? Uh, yeah, it can get it can get like today. I don't know. It's probably like forty gusts of forty, maybe fifty. I don't know. We and actually, it's, and it's like just a constant thing. No, it's just when. Well, we do get windy weather a lot here uh yeah. but when it gets windy it gets really windy that's why people shouldn't huh. be uh setting off fireworks on their trump parades because it's very easy to start a wildfire or the other thing like the, the other thing is interesting i think about this all the time because of this conservative area that i live in is people smoke like smoking is a, th- a thing here everybody smokes you know and then and then they huck their cigarettes out, out out windows all the time and I'm like Jesus Christ, I mean, I I I'm a former smoker. I get the fun of smoking, but Jesus, you don't throw the cigarette butts out the window. You start a damn fire. Well, it's it's I think it's also a sign of of fierce independence. You can't tell me what to do. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to display common sense with my cigarette butt. Um, you know. I'm I'm not going to support healing the nation, you know. It's there's a uh, a level of attitude that I mean I don't want to say it's probably unseen in past, but it's definitely um, people seem to have more of a right in their mind to be proudly and ignorantly individual. It is you know it is one thing to to do your own thing, to go your own way, be your own person, obviously. But it, it, like people are doing it in a reactionary way. Yeah. Like they're, they're doing it to get a rise out of you. They're doing it just to be oppositional. Um, you know, you're going to tell me I can't jump off this bridge? Watch me. I am going to jump off this bridge just to prove you wrong. Uh, and that's really, I mean, it's what it is. It, it is engaging in destructive behavior uh, on a self-level, on a societal level. Um, and just and they're doing it simply because they can, you know. Yeah, They've and they're encouraged. To. They're encouraged to do so. Yeah, they're empowered. Exactly. exactly right. You know. So it's it, it, you know everyone says you know this is a country where anyone can grow up to be president. Not everyone should. There should be some sort of cutoff. But because this one person grew up to be president, a lot of people like him now feel empowered. You know. To be, you know, well, that's yeah. Himself. That's the interesting thing about the way he's he was looked at in 2016, and people are clinging on to that. This concept. I mean, it's like he's been president for four years. Yeah, and he still clings on to this underdog status. Like everybody's out to get me. The media is all fake. You know, everything's a witch hunt. This this victim mentality that they all have, and, and and they were the first people to call anyone who disagreed with them snowflakes, for being yeah. like, well, I don't like the way this guy talks. You grab him by the pussy, you know, or the the good people on both sides type of comments, and yeah. and you're like, well, he's a fucking Nazi piece. Of, oh, you're being a snowflake. And then they're like, he's a victim. He's right, yeah. left media. Me, me, me. They're a bunch of goddamn babies. Is that's yeah. what it is? And the, and this whole wanting to own liberals and not doing what the liberals say. We're not telling you to do it. 
uh, there's a fucking pandemic, a global yeah. pandemic that is telling you to wear a fucking mask so we can stop it. That's it. It's not it's not a liberal thing. It's it's a reason thing. It's a logic thing. It it is and it's also terrifying that common sense and intelligence and scientific proof, medical proof is is being overshadowed by oh no, it's an opinion. You have your opinion, I have my opinion. And of course in this day and age where everyone Everyone can get famous on a small level because of the internet, because of, um, and it seems like there's, because it is easier to do, even more people are buying into the, I deserve to be famous. If this person can be on TV, why can't I be on? If this person can, why can't I talk? So you can find someone who's going to say, no, wearing masks is a bad idea and it's not going to help. And they're going to have an MD after their name. They're going to have the credentials. Uh, if you will. Uh, and well, so you can find if, people of color who are pro-Trump. Exactly. And you know, you, 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 talking like the, the Washington football team, every time the name came up, there was always, they would trot out some Native American who'd say, oh, no, we don't find this offensive at all. Great, you don't. Other people do. It's not, you know. Uh, and, and so it's, opinion is now more important than fact. And, and, and people feel entitled to their own ignorance, you know, and it's, it, and the scary thing is you can't tell an ignorant person they're ignorant because they're too ignorant to listen to you. I mean, it's, it's a type of, you know, it's, and if you try to give them a, like, give them an IQ test or whatever, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how you would actually prove to them that they're not nearly as bright as they think they are. What, same thing. They'll be like, oh, well, you're just trying, you're trying to shame me. You're trying to, you know, and they go back to playing a victim. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. always the victim. So. They're, they they are they define snowflake. I mean, so how did you end up? Because uh, your wife's pretty liberal too. I mean, the two of you are you know definitely on the left side of things. How did the two of you end up choosing Simi Valley as a place to live? Uh, well, it's pretty. Yeah. Um, our son for a long time was on a swim team, uh, okay. and and there were no meets in San Fernando Valley because there was no uh, schools or anything with those pools, size pools. Um, so the meets happen out in Ventura County, mostly, you know, in Camarillo or Moore Park or wherever. And we had, and we would always drive through Simi going out to his, uh, meets. And then sometimes he would have meets in Simi Valley and we would always say, Oh, it's pretty around here. I mean, and we knew the reputation and the conservatism and all that, but also you can get a lot more, uh, bang for your buck as far as property as far as real estate is concerned out here um that was a big reason and also uh the public schools really high rated in simi valley i don't i don't know what to tell you about that why would schools that have such high ratings uh turn out so many morons i i don't know i think that has a lot to do with upbringing um uh and less to do with uh education um but that's the reason. I mean, really good public schools um, and more house for the money, you know? Uh, now, how far are you from from downtown L.A., from, you know, when you have to... And uh, and obviously, too, this will probably... This has changed, I know, and probably will continue to change for you. Going on auditions, um, I mean, how far are you from the, this, the casting offices, you know, type of thing? 
Well, pre-COVID, I would say basically what I did was I tacked 20 minutes onto whatever commute, you know, I had. Uh, I was living in San Fernando Valley, pretty far north anyway. Um, So it would take me, depending on, you know, how heavy the traffic was, you know, it'd take me an hour to get, you know, over to Hollywood. Um, When before it would take me 40 minutes from my old house. So, I mean, in COVID now... I can get everywhere a lot quicker because there's not as much traffic. Um, but now, are they still are, are are they still doing traditional auditions, or has it become a lot more of this film the audition at home and send it in? For the most part, it's filming auditions at home. Yeah, which is why there's no traffic. I mean, I don't really have to go anywhere anymore. Yeah, um, I've had one commercial audition that was in person. Um, so some people are trying that. The whole thing is very confusing for me. I'm not, you know, I mean, you're you you you're a bartender, so for you when you get work, you have to go and be yeah. in, in public, um, and it's you know, and the, and it's like I'm trying to get gigs. There aren't that many um, for dudes my level, but I, you know, I'm trying to get gigs. But then I'm like, but do I really want to fly to Detroit? Yeah. Right now, I mean, I don't want to get on a plane. Uh, yeah. You know, COVID scares me. I don't want to get sick. I, I certainly don't. You know, we lost a relative right before this started. For all I know, he had it. Uh, yeah. There wasn't any tests or anything. And he was already sick with something, but maybe, you know, he got that too, uh, which I'm sure didn't help. But, you know, I just I don't want to go through that again. I mean, I'm highly respectful of the the virus thing i just the the handling of it for me is just across the board been horrid um and i realize it's like a trickle down of national leadership to a degree you know but it's like my governor you know he's done he's done good things and then he reverses them because he's caving he's playing both ends to the middle as far as this political dichotomy is is stretching this issue in two different levels it's 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 about stop it should be about stopping a pandemic squelching it and keeping everybody healthy uh but other people are making it about money it's so important that our businesses remain open and i'm sitting over here going there is no business for me my my industry is mostly shut down and you're telling me that you want me to go out and eat to help out the small businesses? Well, guess what? That's not how fucking cash flow works. That's not how the economy works. If I don't have any money, I'm not going out to eat. Never mind that there's a pandemic. And I'm certainly, I don't want to spend a bunch of money that I don't have to help a small business. And I, and all, and I have to sit out on a sidewalk, you know, and it's just, it sounds like a lot of trouble that I can't afford. So I'm just like, I don't know. The whole thing is, I just don't like the way it's been handled. And, and if they had just, sh- if the country had just shut the fuck down yeah. for six weeks when this had happened, we wouldn't be here yeah. right now. It just, it just, it was never done. It was never done. Well, it's like, and, it, and going back to what we were talking to about opinion outweighing fact, there's um, one of the counties in Central Florida. Central Florida is ridiculously conservative. Right. I mean, it is. They don't call the state purple for nothing. I mean, it is. It is a bizarre. Uh, like the town I live, Gulfport, very liberal, 
uh, and you go 15 minutes north, and it is the same thing. Every truck's got a Trump flag hanging off the back. But anyway, I think it's Polk County. The sheriff said, if you come to his office and you are wearing a mask and you refuse to take it off, you will be arrested. His, his, his explanation was that without being able to read facial expressions, uh, interactions between officers and civilians could be yet more tense. Uh, it was a sign of like respect um, and also uh, intent. You know, you could see, you know, you rob a bank with a mask on. So why are you coming? So that was it. He was threatening to arrest people for wearing masks. So wow, yeah, and that's just it. You go and and obviously with Florida opening it up the way it has. Um, you still see, you'll, you'll go to bars that are packed in one, you know, and, but then you go to the next county or the next county or the next city and it's completely different. Um, there's a great picture that came out months ago now, and it was a picture of a beach somewhere on the East coast of Florida. And you could see where the county line was because below that area, there was nobody on the beach and above it, the beach was packed, you know, you know, elbow to elbow. Um, and that's, and it's like you say, there's been no, no coherency. Uh, our governor, same thing, has completely collapsed to the financial side of things. Because um, we are such a tourist-driven state, you know, it's, it, we need to be open, in his mind. You know, right. there's, no, there's no real internal tax base. You know, we don't do manufacturing. We don't, you know, we do entertainment, we do movies, but obviously that, you know, is shut down. So, you know, he almost felt, and as a Trumper, I mean, DeSantos got elected because he backed Trump. Um, so as a Trumper, he has to follow that path. He can't, you know, he can't have his own sensibilities about it. So well, do, you, do you wonder now, like long term, uh, about what this might mean for, for your industry and for you specifically in the industry? Uh, I don't, I really don't know. Um, it's not. It's the outlook is not good. I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, I guess that, you know, my wife has a job, um, you know, but it's a school teacher job and it really doesn't pay enough for us to stay uh, in Southern California for an extended period of time on just her salary. Um, so I, I mean, I really don't know. Uh, what I know is that they're, most likely won't be any kind of vaccination till next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about another nine months of this. I don't think I don't a lot of I mean a lot of people are already leaving. Yeah. Um, and I know actors, you know, more successful than me that are already considering packing up and, and moving out. I mean, it, it it's it it's just a matter of not being able to afford it. And if you can't work, I mean, Southern California is fucking expensive. Very uh, much so. Uh, it's not. It, it's if, if you're not working, you can't. You just can't stay. There will be. You know. There. There's already a lot of. Uh, you know, conservative exodus from California, um, because of politics. Um, but for me, uh, there. You know, if I leave, it's just a. It's a financial thing. I, if yeah. I'm not working, if if I gotta get a, if I have to just suck it up and get a job where I'm getting paid minimum wage or whatever, you know, fine. I accept that, but I'm not doing that in California. Yeah. Because if I'm working for shit money, I got to work. I got to 
go somewhere where you can kind of live on that. On, where that, on some where that shit money is at least, yeah, it's going to go further. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, the, it's now, the last thing. I, I don't want to pull up roots. I mean, my wife does have a job. Yeah. You know, uh, but like downsizing in California right now just sounds horrible. <laughs> it really does sound awful. <laughs> but on, to, um, on, a, on a hopeful note, though, if if film production, TV production, commercial production is going to this more remote sort of mentality where you're doing the auditionings at your own house, uh, you will have to maybe possibly travel. The odds of traveling someplace to work are getting higher because they're looking for ways to save money. Uh, it's, it's a possibility that you might perhaps be able to move somewhere more affordable and still be able you know, to, to continue on with, the, with, with, with your career. Uh, yeah. Is that, I, I, do, you, do you I, see enough work happening outside of California where that might be a possibility, where you'll be traveling anyway? So um, why not do it from someplace cheaper? Well, it's not... It's like when production is in L.A., they're looking for local hires. Okay. Uh, which is one of the big things that they ask, you know, on auditions. Right now, when you're taping at home, you do a slate, which is you say your name and, and your height on camera. And most of them have you say your name, your height, and where you're located. Because they're looking for people who are local hires. Because it's cheaper and they get tax yeah. breaks and all that stuff from that. So if I moved... You know, to Atlanta, um, you know, I'd have it take a while before I was established, and and then I would be a local there, and then I could. But you know, then for all I know, they're going to move out of Atlanta. You know, there's always runaway production somewhere. For a long time, it was Canada, and then it was New Orleans and Detroit because they were doing tax breaks, and now it's Atlanta. You know, so it's, uh, you know. It's it's all a crapshoot. Yeah. So uh, I mean, at this point, I'm just going to stick this out, you know, as long as I can. Uh, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's that's where your odds are best. It's like you say, you're connected, you're established, uh, you don't have to start that all over again. Right. So. But I mean, if it comes to a head, it comes to a head. I mean, if I yeah. can't stay in this house, I can't stay in this house. Uh, and yeah, if if Hill can get a job somewhere else, then we'll probably go there. Um. Yeah. That's, we're, we're getting ready to wrap this up. Let's get it on the lighter side, if at all possible. And during a pandemic, how light can light sides be? Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, do you, what have you been watching lately? I, uh, I, I am always intrigued by your taste in movies. Uh, I proudly tell my friends that one of your favorite movies ever is Chud. Um, <laughs> and as, as a perfect way to, to, to help define your personality to them. Uh, but have you, been, have you been looking for new stuff? Or have you been catching up on some of your favorites? Or uh, Both, you know, because we have... The 15-year-old kid, and it's fun to show him the movies. I mean, half the time, they bore the shit out of him. Uh, but, you know, uh, we like to expose him to new mov- you know, old movies that we've loved that he hasn't seen. So we do that a lot. Uh, but then we look for new stuff. Just yesterday, uh, we watched... Um, well, first we watched that HBO David Byrne special. Oh, okay. Uh, which I really liked. I thought it was great. Um it's called American Utopia. American Utopia. Yeah. Uh, it, it was great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, but then we uh, we were looking for some uh, zombie movies. Uh, Always good. 
because uh, our mutual friend Steve Falk had told me about one called Hashtag Alive, uh, which is uh, a foreign picture, but it's like a zombie outbreak from the point of view of one guy living in an apartment, basically. Uh, and then, so we watched that, and then we watched another one that came from Scotland, maybe so, somewhere in the UK, I guess. Uh, um, and that was also uh, from one guy's point of view in an apartment building during a zombie outbreak. So I saw two. Uh, I would say hashtag alive is the better, the more exciting of the two. But uh, there was a lot. The other one was called uh, "The Night Eats Us All" or something like that. <laughs> The night, okay. the night is going to eat us all or whatever, uh, or eats everyone. I don't know. I can't remember what the hell. It was a crazy title. But anyway, they were both, uh, they were both uh, good if, you're, if you like zombie movies. Now, where do, you, where do you find, like, are these on Netflix? Or do you have, like, are there more obscure film streaming services that you have to kind of rely on? Uh, no. This, well, these were, Hashtag Alive is on Netflix and, and uh, The Night, God damn it, I'm just going to look it it's up. Gonna, it's going to drive you nuts. drive me it? absolutely bonkers and all I have to do is <laughs> look at friggin' Prime Video to see uh, The Night Eats the World. That's what it's called. Alright. The Night Eats the World. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that And that one, uh, as I said, it's on Amazon Prime. But I do... Amazon Prime has I have an add-on called Shutter that's all horror movies okay. and then also they recently got um, Scream TV which is Scream Factory which is a distribution company that sort of specializes in um, older titles cult movies and all that stuff um, and they're they're uh, just I think that's a free add-on on on Amazon Prime so I watch a lot of stuff in in those places when I'm looking for stuff I haven't seen so now let me ask you this question. Pretend you hadn't seen the movie, you didn't know what it was about, didn't know anything about it. If you saw a movie title, The Night Eats the World, what kind of movie would you expect it to be? Uh, I guess some kind of horror movie, but I might, I might leap to vampires before cannibals. Because The Night is very specific to vampires. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because as soon as you said it, I got like this... French noir, young love, heroin addict, you know, type of, you know, oh, living the, you know. I see that. You know, yeah, some, yeah. You know, some, something very, because it's, it's an artistic sounding name. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it sounds like it has aspirations to be, you know. Um, well, both of these movies did have aspirations beyond simple zombie yeah. movies. And they had to because they're, they're. They're like bottle episodes, you know, uh, like they have bottle episodes on TV. It's like bottle movies because they all take place basically in one location. Um, And it's mostly like both of them. You spend so much time with just one character isolated. Um, And that like both the actors, the lead actors in both these movies did a phenomenal job of these performances because it like especially hashtag alive. I mean, this guy goes through all these stages of grief and isolation and like alcoholism and, you know, like goes through all this stuff being alone because he's watching all his neighbors get eaten by each other. Um, and, and the other guy too, the other guy's a musician and like puts, puts his energy in, into, instead of drinking into drumming. Um, so there's a lot of him going nuts with his, 
percussion instruments, uh, which was which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they they had to be a little bit more than just running and screaming because they were, you yeah. know, in in one location with one person. So we're getting we're getting close to the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you out of here on this because I know I I love how much you love to hate things. Um, I want it. What what is driving you when you watch? Because you do you watch a lot of movies, uh, probably more so than almost anyone I know. What lately in movies is the thing that's driving you the craziest that you really wish they would just stop doing before you rip all your hair out? What what trend? Is exciting you the least? Well, I mean, the things that drive me nuts the most usually have to do with acting uh, things. Uh, well, I mean, the things that have been driving me nuts for well before COVID are, you know, over-dependence on CGI for effects, uh, shaking the camera too much. I can't, I, like, just hold it fucking still so I can see what's happening. Um, and then, like, I can't stand it when actors have a coffee cup, you know, like from Starbucks, and they're pretending to drink from it, but it's clear there's no liquid in it because it's the way they beckon with it. It's light, you know, and then they'll pretend they're drinking coffee. Just put some fucking water in it, you know, or anything. Just put some weight in the thing so it doesn't look like it's light. You know, I just don't understand that choice. And I've literally been on sets and been handed the prop and gone, can you put some water in that? You know? And yeah. people are like, well, can't you act it? It's like, yeah, I guess I can make this entire scene about me trying to convince the audience that there's liquid in this cup. Or, try this on for size, put some fucking water in the cup. Then I don't have to worry about that. Then maybe I can concentrate on whatever the objective I have in the scene is, which is not convincing an audience that there's fucking coffee in a cup. So that, yeah, I find that irritating. I, I, yeah. Well, you did not disappoint. Uh, any, last, any last pearls of wisdom you want to share with, with, my, with my viewers and listeners? Yeah, just don't go into acting. <laughs> Um, that's kind of been your mantra for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's no. not. It's not a. It's not. A, it's not a good profession. <laughs> when did you? When did you write that book? And speaking of which, plug. Do me a favor, and this is this is what a lousy friend I am. I still have yet to buy. Plug the new book. Oh, my horror novel is called The Headache Man, and Headache, you, can, okay. you can get it on Available Amazon. Amazon. Get, okay. Yeah, and if you have one of those Kindle memberships, you can kindle it for zero dollars um when did you write the book 101 reasons not to act or to stop at what you know uh don't act 101 reasons why you shouldn't also available on amazon um i wrote that jesus yeah 15 years ago maybe 14 years ago yeah it's been a while I mean, I could have a whole other one with I'm, all... I'm, I'm sure at this point, you got another 101 reasons at least. Yeah, all new reasons why you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't act. Maybe, uh, maybe that's uh, something to do with your downtime. You can uh, um, either write the, write the second volume or just do like little five-minute snippets online. Here's reason number 156. That's and, true. I could, yeah, I know, could do that. Yeah. A, little, uh, a little spiel about that. 
show up. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the great Todd Robert Anderson, uh, friend for 30, 30 years. Jesus, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, this is the, um, and this is the, the brief period of time where I am older than Todd. I've got a couple of months. Well, you're always uh, older 40, than me. At 49 before Todd catches up with me. But you're always, um, like, when I turn 49, you'll be 49 in a few months. Right? No, I am 49. No, no, You're no. 48, right? Yeah. So when I turn 49, you'll be 49 in a few months. Oh, and so, a few months. So yeah, you're, yeah, you'll yeah, always be older than me. That's the, the I'm point. I'm always older. But it's one of those things that once, once the kid turns two, you stop referring to months or half years or whatever. You know, oh, he's 18 months. He's six months. He's 12 months. No, he's two now. He's two. You stop worrying about this, you know. So, yes, te- technically, by the letter of the law, I am always older than you. But by the spirit of the law and going by numbers, uh, we will once again be- become peers in January. Um, <laughs> but but uh, for these months, we are not we are connected not at all. I want nothing to do with you until January. <laughs> right, so, fine. Uh, give my love to your wife and your kid. Will do. And, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, well, give my best to the, to the Floridian uh, Gators, okay? I, uh, I'm, Not the I'm, football I'm team, the actual alligators. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, I thankfully haven't seen any of those, at least not around my house, so life is good. All right. So, but, kind of boring. There you have it. <laughs> All right. What do I do now? <laughs>